0: Christmas food and drink on Live 95 with Fine Wines, your local off license.
1: We have from Fine Wines Limerick James Walsh with us, and we have Limerick food consultant and chef Tom Flavenant talking about the build up to Christmas and Christmas Day and what you might enjoy. And as I say, Tom, uh, good morning to you. Let us start at the start. What are you recommending for starters this Christmas?
2: Something easy that's not going to take from the main course, I suppose, to so the boring. Or I hope you're going to take it easy. I mean, after the last <laughs> the technical difficulties we had, um, I think smoked salmon is always a winner. It depends, I suppose, number one, just get to know your guests and get to know what they'll eat. I'm sure it's not nice to prepare something and then your guests don't enjoy it. So make sure that they're going to eat whatever you're going to prepare. But smoked salmon, like a seafood starter, is absolutely gorgeous. Smoked salmon, some prawns, you can have them hot or cold like a cold prawn cocktail is ideal. It can be prepared the day before and just just assembled very quickly on the Christmas day itself. You could do hot prawns as well with garlic and chili butter. Very, very simple on a crouton. Um, another light, something light, like a ghost cheese salad would be gorgeous as well. We have lovely goat cheese in Limerick now from Belly Ghost Cheese in Monegay. It's very, very mild in flavor and it suits a lot of palates. Um, and it's like you know you don't want it to take from the main course. You want to leave plenty of room there for the turkey and the ham and the stuffing and the sprouts and everything else that goes along with it. We um, have to be mindful, I suppose, of vegetarians and um, vegans and plant-based people as well now. So a wild mushroom bruschetta or something like that would be gorgeous. So that wild mushrooms and garlic and lots of fresh herbs.
1: Yes, uh, and is there anything that's particularly in fashion as a starter this Christmas or, or is it the traditional fare?
2: Um, I think try and keep it local. That's what's been fashionable for the last couple of years, which is absolutely fantastic, I think. Um, go into your local butcher and see what they have. You know, they have so many different local projects and especially now there's so much local turkey, I suppose, available because a lot of these big parties aren't happening so they have to sell them somewhere. Um, maybe even use the. Turkey legs rolled, you know, you can spice them up really nicely. Go into the butcher and ask them to bone and roll the the legs. Um, <clears throat> we have beautiful duck as well. Duck confit would be gorgeous as well. You can have that hot or cold. Like the, the the list is endless. But I I would advise people to stay local and go to the butchers and see what they've got um, available to them. Like there's some absolutely beautiful farmers around with beautiful projects. Yeah, Just go yeah. and support them.
1: Absolutely, really important. There's a great message to get out there, I think, this year of all years. And and James Walsh from Fine Wines, then, you know, uh, um, pre-sitting down for your dinner or with your starter, um, what would you recommend to accompany the food?
3: I would stick with something light and easy. Um, I mean, you know me, I'm always bubbled first thing in the morning. But this year, I think everyone's going to take it. It's going to be smaller groups, so take it nice and easy. So with the starters there, something light, easy drinking like a nice champagne or a cava, which is low in alcohol. I mean, you think champagne and cava is only about eleven point five percent. You really don't want to go too high or drink too much with them. As a kind of aperitif, something like a sparkling water with some elderflower cordial or apple uh, juice in it. Oh, there's a fabulous company up in Spain called Cider um, Cider Mills, and they do a thing called Cockadee, which is a Um, Very similar to a sparkling white wine, but made with cider. Absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, it's only 4.5%, and you can sit back and relax with these.
1: Yeah. That thing about champagne or carbon 11.5%, you know, it being, as you said, at the lower end compared to some heavy drinking wines and the like. But it does have tendency to go to your head, doesn't it? The bubbles, I presume.
3: I think it's the excitement that goes to people's <laughs> head rather <than> the bubbles. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, the bubbles don't help the alcohol go through any filter. The only problem you might have is champagne on an empty stomach is not a good idea because it gives you very, very bad breath. Right. Uh, it reacts with the stomach acids. So it's a, that's, a, that's a mistake. So always have something in your stomach when you start to drink anything. But, but, but t- t- Tony Holahan
1: might recommend that. You know, it keeps people socially distanced at Christmas time. <laughs> that's
3: a very good idea. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: There's a selling point for you know, James. <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> um, put that one on the list. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you're not going bubbles, what could you do?
3: You can do your own. You can do your cordials. There's no problem that way. And we're talking good quality. So some soda water with some lime juice and then, you know, some cranberries thrown in on top of it. You can make your own mocktails. That's a great idea. And you get the whole family involved. You get the kids involved making them and, you know, decorating the glasses with them. It's just a nice idea to keep people occupied one and then have something which isn't alcoholic.
1: Right. Um, yes, exactly. And, and, you know, I know you've said this a couple of times this year when you've been on with us that the, the range is better, the taste is better for non-alcoholics than Absolutely. has been the case.
3: yeah. There's some superb ones out there. We've a fabulous sparkling Chardonnay from uh, France called Pierre, and it's a lovely Chardonnay. And Chardonnay is a great wine to start off with, especially with seafood. Um, and that drinks very, very nicely. have it nice and chilled straight from the fridge, serves as an aperitif, you know. Uh, have your smoked almond nuts on the table, people sitting down and relaxing with them. Yes, no, absolutely. There's plenty of those out there. Nice. I wouldn't start in the beers too early because beers tend to be quite busy and you know, will fill your stomach up.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're chatting to James Walsh of Fine Wines and to Tom Flavin, a uh, chef. Um, Tom, breakfast, of course. You know, people do like in some houses to make a tradition of that on Christmas Day, don't they?
2: Yes, indeed, and again, there's loads of local produce for breakfast from your local <clears throat> eggs, like Limerick being so famous for its ham and bacon, black pudding, sausages are just a must. Now, I wouldn't be indulging too much on a big breakfast on Christmas Day because you want to enjoy and leave room for the the feast that is to follow. But like it's traditional in our house to have a nice warm breakfast early in the morning. We're getting up quite early. A lot of kids would be in this day and age, and. Um, and get the breakfast into you 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, and then it leaves you enough space for lunch and gives you a good run of the day, yeah. especially if you have a lot of prep to do for the dinner.
1: Because we had the mayor of uh, Limerick with us yesterday and he was really emphasising the things that we can do with you know, all this advice about socialising, but that there are outdoor markets and there are things happening where you can be sensible, but at the same time support local producers.
2: Absolutely, and... Like the milk market is famous throughout Ireland and the world, to be honest. And the amount of local suppliers selling their fares in there, it's really good to get in and support them. And the vibe in there, it's almost concert vibe. It's just everybody is buzzing and it's happy. And I think we need every single lift we can get now at this time of year to try and get us through the next couple of weeks and months ahead.
1: Yeah. And Nick Ryan is also with us uh, from Thoman Whiskey talking about local businesses. Uh, Nick, good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Just tell us a little bit about the origins then of Tomant Whiskey, please.
0: Um, So the the, the origins of of, um, Tomant Whiskey um, (coughs) really goes back to the origins of of Limerick Whiskey, which is a a brand I revived back in um, 2019. But back in the day, uh, Joe, it's hard to believe that Limerick would have been one of the powerhouses of of Irish whiskey, um, producing roughly about 16% of uh, the export of, of global whiskey sales, which is just phenomenal. Um, and the distillery was down in Browns just in some date itself. And um, the brand had been absent the, 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 since the distillery closed um, at the turn of the century. And um, unfortunately, there, there's no more remnants of that distillery there, apart from Walnut House that's just past um, uh, JJ Butler's pub there. Um, but it was Limerick had a fantastic history of, of, of whiskey production. And actually, funny enough, it was renowned for its rapidly aging characteristics, which I, I think is attributed to the River Shannon and our, our damp climate, which we <laughs> might all not uh, agree at times is favorable, but it's definitely favorable.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and is whiskey more a nighttime drink?
0: I, I would say that whiskey is very much a drink that you would sit down and enjoy. I always think whiskey is a bit like dark chocolate. A small quantity, and you really savor it and enjoy it. But again, you know, there's many different types of whiskey. You know, it's, it, there's 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 blends which are fantastic just to have as a as a part of a, a cocktail or a long drink. Uh, and you have whiskies which are sipping whiskies which are just fantastic just to sit down at the end of a meal, um, enjoying the fire, having a mint pie, um, something like that. Really, that you know, in essence, you're bringing people together and you're having a chat. And I think whiskey is a great, a great way to kind of unwind at the end of of the day. So I, I'd say you can enjoy it that way. But again, it's it's up to the person and, and how they want to enjoy it.
1: Uh, you mentioned aging a few minutes ago, but on average, how long yeah. does it take uh, to bring it to the shelf?
0: So, from, like for us, when we grow our barley in Limerick, when we we manufacture to be made some new make spirits, that takes a couple of uh, a couple of months to make that happen. Um, but then once it goes into the cask, that's when the timing process begins. So it takes uh, three years as a minimum for our, for Irish whiskey to be known as Irish whiskey. It has to live within that wood for three years. And then on its ter- third birthday, it can be called Irish whiskey.
1: Mm. Now, are you a fan of hot whiskey?
0: I, I am. I have to say, um, years ago, I, I lived in Austria and the the Austrians were massively into their mulled wine. And um, I really... So that it, it was something that we could tell others about, and I, I, I personally am a big fan of it, and I, I'm sure everybody would appreciate a hot whiskey as, uh, after going out for a bit of a hike after a, a big meal um, when the when the wind and the cold gets at you. So you know, in the continent, they love their malt wine and glühwein, and I think Ireland, um, uh, a hot whiskey, is our our equivalent.
1: Right, and Tom and whiskey, of course, a local business. Going back to the point that uh, Tom and indeed James um, were making. Um, but how how is business itself going for you so far?
0: For the brand, it's like what, what we focus on is um, very small releases that are very specialized, Joe. And um, i am been very, very grateful for the support that Fine Wines have given from the very, very beginning. Um, and luckily, the, we've had a great support in Limerick. But um, the brand is doing really well, thank God. And um, I think people really appreciate uh, the quality of the product as well as the effort that goes into it and And I guess the the provenance of of of, of um our, our future projects of of, of bringing back distilling limerick and maturation, the whole process to to the county so um thank God things are going well, but um lo- hopefully we'll, long with, may they continue that
1: way. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much, uh, Nick Ryan from and Whiskey for talking to us about, about your business, of course. Uh, very important in terms of employment locally as well, especially at the moment. Uh, James Walsh, uh, our fine wines expert, and Tom Flavin, our chef. Uh, so we were looking at starters and what might go with them today for uh, Christmas dinner. And uh, next week, we'll move on to main courses. And uh, we will be talking to James and to Tom again. And of course the message always is in terms of alcohol over 18s only and enjoy alcohol responsibly see drinkaware.ie thank you all very much for this morning Christmas food and
0: drink on Live 95 with fine wines your local off license